pathetic drunk, man. I get pulled over by the cops. I'd be so drunk, I'd be out dancing to their lights, thinking I'd made it to another club. <laughs> now, if you get pulled over and you've been drinking, that's the end of the fucking chase. There could be bank robberies going on around you, kidnappings, terrorist activities. Fuck it. Every cop car in the county pulls up to watch you audition for your freedom. <laughs> And they put you through that field sobriety test, which is very deceiving. I don't know if you've ever been through this. It's very deceiving, field sobriety test, because it's very easy at first. The easiest test I've ever taken. I'll touch my nose and walk a straight line. Get some extra credit on this motherfucker. Yeah, then comes the kicker. Say the alphabet backwards. You got me. <laughs> I'm not even drunk. I'm obviously too stupid to be driving, goddammit. Welcome to Metal Speak. This is Daigle. This is Jared. And this is the Over the Speak edition. This uh, Today's show is dedicated to the Over the Limit tour from a couple months ago. Uh, we have four interviews from bands from that tour. That's actually going to take up most of the episode, um, so we're going to skip a couple of the other reg- uh, regular segments. But Daigle is going to swoon over the awesomeness that is Power Glove in a riff dissection. Ooh, and uh, and we'll start what is surely going to be a multi-part discussion topic, which is alcohol and metal. But first. Uh, we're going to kind of jump right into the interviews that we conducted on uh, August 17th with some of the bands that came through with the Over the Limit tour. Uh, so we uh, had, a, had a chance to sit down with uh, Blind Witness, uh, Circle of Contempt, the Tony Danza, Tap Dance Extravaganza, and Arsonist Get All the Girls. Uh, all these bands put on awesome shows. Uh, the first one, first interview we're going to do is Blind Witness. Uh, these guys are kind of a metalcore band from Canada. I actually read on Lamb Goat uh, a couple days ago that uh, all but, I think, the, the vocalist and the drummer have actually left the band. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Because so, I know you're a big fan. I, right? Dude, I was I, I read that, and I was like, what? Dude, oh, my God. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Actually, a lot disappointed. That's like, I mean, lineup changes are always tough, but, you know, when it's when it's a band that was doing that well and seemed to have, like, a really good chemistry going on, and then it's all of a sudden it's like, you know more than half the band is gone <laughs> yeah and it's it's kind of weird wow. and, you know the you know the quote from the singer was like well i started this band by myself in my basement i don't need these guys blah 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 oh, so it's kind of like yeah that was uh, kind of sucks might be a, a war of words going on here in cyberspace here soon so we'll see but um while they were together it was great talking to them i was really excited uh try not to geek out too bad but that <laughs> was uh it's kind of tough for me as you'll probably hear in the interview so uh again Pretty new with this interview and stuff, so uh, go easy on me if I sound like a complete, uh, complete nut job. So, well, uh, if you think Jared's bad, then just wait till next episode. <laughs> we'll get to that later. I'm sure you But uh, here's uh, me talking with the, the good gents from Blind Witness. All right, this is Jared Dirks with MetalSpeak.com. I'm here with Blind Witness from Quebec. Montreal. Montreal. All right, uh, just go around quick intros real quick. Just uh, say who you are and what role you have in the band. Yeah, I'm John, and I do vocals. I'm John, I play guitar. I'm Miguel, I play bass. I'm Eric, a drum. Max, I play the guitar. <laughs> right on, right on. So you guys just put out the new CD, first part of March? Yeah. Uh, I remember Providence Street? Yeah, March 9th. 
think. That's what I'm saying. Got pushed back several times, but yeah, yeah. March 9 was the actual release. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. It's been uh, actually, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the CD. I, I Thank you. got Thank it on the man. day a couple Thanks. days after it came out, and it's been like constant rotation in my players. I was really stoked when you guys came through, and even more stoked when you agreed to interview. So, how's, nice. how's the reception been so far? It's been fairly good. Uh, I've got a lot of positive feedback. A lot of good um, reviews on the internet as well. A lot of, yeah, a lot of good reviews. People seem to be digging it. It's uh, trying to kind of fuse together like all of our different styles that everybody likes and try and end up with something that you know, more than one group of people can enjoy. And it's working out so far. So you guys have, I mean, you guys are kind of in the kind of in the metalcore vein, but it seems like you're, you know, it's not this typical at the gates riff breakdown, at the gates riff breakdown. I mean, yeah, you guys are really right. yeah. fast. We, we used to be more, a, we used to be more a metalcore band, but now uh, we uh, we got Eric for drumming and uh, John, which is his best friend. They used to be in a super death yeah, metal we had, like, band. A super death metal. So we kind of mixed both style to like kind of try to make something different. And uh, I think it works out because it's still it's still like catchy riffs like metalcore with like more more like intense drumming. Yeah, you know? it's more it's like metalcore with death, drums death on metal, steroid, you know, Brass. death metal drumming, yeah. and and like way different. It's, it's not still you, catchy, not but it'll be fast and heavy. You yeah, know? yeah. That's something that really struck me about it. It's like you know, just like a lot heavier, like a lot heavier rhythm patterns than you typically hear. And, just like the breakdowns are just I mean they're not like, yeah, we, so we spend invented. a lot like, of times on our breakdowns you know bands nowadays are so boring on their breakdowns it's always the same yeah, fucking shit just stray away from simple patterns it's either I find it's either breakdowns are either too techy for me to ever listen to because it gives me a headache or they're just too plain Jane so we, try, we try and find somewhere something that keeps you guessing keeps you interested but at the same time doesn't more you're in your mind listening. Yeah, right. and you know, like if the breakdown fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, you don't. Like we don't put breakdowns. Break just, 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 right. just for the, the deal of putting a breakdown. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's one. I guess that's one of the questions I want to ask. Is that you know you intentionally go in and try to make them a little catchier, a little more. Is there? They're just. I. There's something about them. I just it really like. We try to make every like, just, like every breakdown different from each other because like. If, like, all your breakdowns sound the same, your songs will, like, in the end, sound all the same, and it'll get boring, and, you know, you'll sound like any other bands. So we just try to, like, you know, make, like, different different breakdowns in every song, so it's still catchy, it's still different. At still, the same time, like, yeah. like, maintaining the flow of the song and trying to, you know what I mean? If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Right. Just trying to keep the element of... Like you said, like catchy of Corona beer. <laughs> oh fuck it, fuck it. So you guys, you guys have been touring pretty heavily. It seems like every other, seeing you know new tour dates and everything. I mean, we try to keep it busy, man. You know, like uh, I want to stay at home and just hang out with my dog. I love being home, but you know, being on the road is fun too. So like we try to, you know, we're like a month on tour, and then two weeks home, and then a month and a half on tour, and then like two, three weeks on. So, like it's. It's pretty fair, I think. You know, it's pretty good. Got to balance good. it out. You know, go insane. Yeah. You know. How's the? Uh... <laughs> What's the matter? Just wait to hope they fall asleep, tabarnak. It's in French because we're French. It's French. Uh, half of us is French. Fucking yeah. French. No, no it so means many... I'm too high. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much what I said. E Max and Miguel. Our first language is French. Those two guys come from Ontario, a part of Canada. Where it's they can't really see though. 
Yeah, but like we, we present ourselves before. It's good. You know who Eric and John is. <laughs> anyway, you can edit it. You know, you can cut something off. It's all right. Uh, no, we're far from the. All right. Corona. So what's, what's been the best stop on the tour so far? Uh, seriously, Carpus Christi. Really? Yep. I love oh, that place. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Another good date was uh, we played the Palladium, the Summer Slaughter Tour. Our package and that package. Oh, that's up. right. Yeah, you guys kind of uh, merged together. And we got oh, to watch yeah. our favorite bands and then play with them too. Well, kind it's of fucking cool, them, you know. So do they like? I was kind of wondering how that worked. Did they kind of like split the venue it's out like, and play it on either weird, side? It's weird. Like the how it works. There's a venue upstairs and the, uh, there's a big, massive venue downstairs. We played the upstairs one, which is not small at all. It's a big venue, and uh, we played upstairs. Or package played upstairs and dance. And it was like alternating. Uh, yeah, that worked. I honestly thought there was going to be 17 people watching us, and then I walked on and I was like. Holy, this place is as full as it was when we played with Parkway Drive. Wow. If not more. Wow. Yeah, it was a cool show. Like, yeah. I, I got Animals to see fucking uh, All Shall Parish, which I'm a huge Decapitated, man. Seen our friends yeah. in the middle of May, too. It's fucking sick. Fuck, man. Decrepit birth, vital remains. How you guys doing That's today? my jam. This is Jesse Dan's shoe. What up? He's going get so mad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that what drugs do, I think. I think, uh, yeah. Just stick to the weed. You're good. I'm working. So, any other... Uh, who, who have been some of your favorite bands to tour with so far? Danza. Tony Danza. Tony Danza. Danza. Extravaganza. Yep. Done. Yeah, it's one of our best friends Oceano. like from Oceano. Oh, yeah, everyone, everyone. Everyone on the tour are fucking Wait amazing. Attila? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we toured yeah, with Attila. Yeah, we toured with Attila. Oh, yeah. We're bringing and them to Canada. And the Bled. The oh, Bled's the Bled's really good. Nice. Bled's good friends of ours are awesome guys. Yeah, they were just here about two months ago, three months ago. We haven't really toured with bands that we never liked, seriously. Yeah, pretty much. It's never really happened. We're easy guys to get along with. We always have fun. I like to fart with my mouth. It's funny. Any bands out there you guys are like really excited about? You've been following a lot. Nile. Nope. That's my favorite nope. band. <laughs> I can just cut <laughs> Nile. But uh, they're good. But John. no, we all follow like Acacia Strand. We follow like Whitechapel and what like you know bands like that, Suicide Songs. Yeah. What they're doing. We listen to their new shit. No, we split. Like I'm a huge Parkway Drive fan. We got to play with them two times. I wish we could tour with them. You know. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we played Suicide Songs. Nice guys. Um, you know, it's just like. Some Army. shows though, like I wish we could tour with them. Um, eventually in the future, you know. Maybe. We're like kind of like a pretty new band, you know, yeah. for like the U.S. Slipknot yeah. too, you know. <laughs> Come on, it's so hard Slipknot's for a Canadian band to break through in the U.S. It's insane, especially for the visas working part, yeah. like the working visas you need to get. It's so expensive, so like we don't want to go on tour in the states and like let's say we get an offer with like whatever and then that's just started and like we don't know if the tour is going to do well or not so like we can't have like to not refuse it but like it's just like it's, it's really, us, it's it really expensive to come play here, here yeah. time, so. all the time it's like over like it's a couple of grand just to come play here so you know yes. well it's, it seems like you know anytime I'm reading like on Blabbermouth or Lambeau or something it's like everyone's getting like stopped at the Canadian border or some kind of problem and know, crossing the borders visa, is stupid man it's really hard but you know once you get across it it's like it's worth it there's been a obviously a few people that have ruined the borders for everybody pretty much permanently I think now so it's crossing anywhere like wherever you go is always going to be a headache yeah. you know, because the last 10 years it's just how it is now so you guys are you guys have another run after this is that what I was reading yeah we're uh, we're going to Canada Okay. Canada with Chelsea Green and Attila. Oh, okay. It's going to be a good tour. I'm stoked to see those yeah, two oh, bands yeah. live. It should be fun. 
Yeah, so Chelsea Green here about four months ago or so. They did a pretty good show. Actually, oh, Adam from Oceano is filling in because their singer broke his jaw, broke his jaw on the trash, uh, trash and burn. Yeah. Yeah, he, I think, wow. I don't know what happened, but... Yeah, I don't really know the story, maybe. but he, I know his joy is broken, so uh, Adam Adam was filling in. Adam, save the day. <laughs> Which is going to be cool, because we already know uh, Adam, and we know all the guys from Matilda, so it should be a really good time. I hear Chelsea Grin is really cool to get along with. Yeah, got that's it. That's what I heard. Like, they like to smoke a lot of weed. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to love them. <laughs> Any plans to go overseas anytime soon? Or? We're supposed to go overseas, actually, in uh, October, but that tour got canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, we never know, you know, like... We'll get, like we'll see. Like it's it's right now in the music scene, it's a matter of like who books you, who's your manager, who's like working with you, who's like it's not even if like the band can be good, but if they don't have a good team behind them, the band is not gonna go anywhere. Yeah. So like you need to be surrounded by good people. So hopefully in the states we'll get like a good team behind us. We already have our management, which is super cool. Our label is helping us out a lot, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Now we need a booking agent that can get us on good tours and the same for overseas and same for everywhere. Like, pretty much you need to sell a lot of records. Yeah. Record sales will get you everywhere. And right now the music industry is doing so bad on record sales so it's kind of hard. A little bit of a struggle with downloading and everything else. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of struggle for getting your CDs in stores. Yeah. It's really, really hard. I just want people to listen to it. I know that you have to sell CDs and stuff. It's cool, like, you know, like, selling CDs is good for your numbers and, like, getting on good stores, but really, we only give a shit if people listen to our music. You download it, you buy the CD. Personally, I don't give a shit. It's not making us make more money. No, we'll never make more money if you buy it. But buy it. Buy it. Buy the record. (laughs) Always buy. So as far as, like, songwriting goes, is it more, like, collaborative? Is there, like, one or two members that really kind of... For the for the older album, I did most of the writing because two uh, Eric and John were in the band, and uh, we went through like uh, like member changes, like guitar players and drummers. So like, and we signed to Media Scare. We needed a record out. So like, I kind of like took everything on my shoulder, you know. But for the next album, yeah. Once I joined, but but like yeah, and uh, Eric. Eric helped me on like half of the song pretty much writing drums on it but you know it's just because I had to do it on the next album it's gonna be like all the band you know like a big collaboration you know like the more people you have to write um, the more ideas you have you know like sometimes I just wrote riffs and you know like you have to write a song man you have this riff it's not the best but (laughs) you have to (laughs) next Next album will be like Ten times crazier. I want it to be like I want it to be like I'll listen to it and I'll be like I can not play better than that. (laughs) That's the best I could have done. Yeah, fucking fast. Like I love the album we have out now, but I know we can do like ten times better. Yeah, I want to take a lot of people off by surprise, like most of the end. Yeah, you guys definitely caught me off guard with this one. Like you know, it was kind of like it just like I bought today. I was like, oh my god. Every time, it's just fucking. I just awesome. high fived him. You hear that? I just high fived him. <laughs> and you know, like, it's him. It's a clinical death. That's a good one too. Like, oh, yeah. really love. Yeah. Love 
you know, like song. some bands in the studio, it's really like it's really uh, easy to like fake the like fast drum kick. But our CD was actually recorded. <laughs> All the kicks were there. Oh, you know? nice. yeah. oh fuck like, yeah! You know, we we took like a lot of care on like putting. You know, like the drumming is real and like everything is real. There's no fake drums or no like. Take pride in the fact that if you come to see us live, it'll be. I'm gonna be just get There's gonna to be you. way more double bass on the album. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> but you, what's on the album? We, we pulled off live 110. percent Yep. Oh yeah, of course. No, we aren't. Always like, We're more of a like. I think of Blind Ness is more of a live band than like a recording band because you know like we always change things live yeah it's like yeah seriously come see us live it's crazier live than on CD if you we like tried CD, to put on a good show. live yeah, yeah. We all do it was really it was a really tight show I really thank really you. enjoyed it really, so. thank you man Miguel you're being kind of quiet back there Just letting them talk they <laughs> <laughs> do the job okay, she, good. Yeah, got a beard Miguel haven't shaved in four days maybe. Miguel has a beard everyone real beard day Miguel's got a beard yeah. 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 <laughs> Fuck me, right? Sweet. Yeah. Well, I won't take up any more of you guys' time. Thank you so much for agreeing That's to do this. And, uh, see you, man. Look forward to seeing you guys next time you come through. Fuck yeah. <laughs> right. All right. That was the very congenial gentleman from Blind Witness uh, putting up with my retarded questioning. Um, so now we're going to go ahead and roll a track from their latest release, Nightmare on Providence Street, out now on Media Scare Records. Go pick it up. Uh, this song is called Since the Beginning. Enjoy.
tasty, tasty breakdowns. How I love the, <laughs> and that album is rife with them. <laughs> love it. <laughs> All right. Next interview is with Circle of Contempt. I think these guys are from Finland. I think. Does that explain the five-minute-long interview, Jared? <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of a language barrier. Um, it's all right. And I really, I mean, I, I actually, I bought their CD when it came out last November, and I, you know, I had some familiarity with it, but I was, it was kind of a last-minute thing. I just happened to run into uh, the bassist in the audience and hit him up. So, <laughs> um, and they were all kind of in a shitty mood because they got their computer stolen like two days before, like their cash and all of their shit got stolen oh, like man. two days before this show. So they were. They were a little out of sorts, I think, but um, even in spite of that, really nice guys. Um, sounds like they might have a new a new record here. Uh, they, they want to start recording here in the next little bit. Uh, ex- definitely excellent musicians. They put they put on a great show. I, you know, I think they were a little frustrated that people weren't moving, you know, more to their stuff. Uh, it's not because they didn't play well, but it's the black sheep. So yeah, and it was <laughs> early, right? I mean, because the the show yeah, it was the show yeah. in general started at like five o'clock, right? Yeah, and these guys went on about. Like six fifteen, six thirty. So yeah. I guess nobody was drunk enough to start right. washing yet. But uh, <laughs> it, it was they, they put on a great show. I was really I was really glad I got to see them live. So uh, here's my ridiculously short interview with Circle of Contempt. All right, this is Jared Dirks with MetalSpeak.com. I'm here with uh, three members of Circle of Contempt. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go around the circle. Just uh, name what you play. Okay, I'm Marcus. I play bass. Uh, I'm Yoni. I play guitar. I'm Risto, I play guitar. Two guitarists and the bass. It's all right. It's all right. So you guys' debut on Sumerian dropped in November? Is that about right? Yes. What's what's the reception been like so far? Uh, I guess it's been good. Uh, We've done only uh, three tours. This is the third one. So not so many sales yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just started our first year. Yeah. So you guys were you guys went out right after it dropped, right? Because I think you guys were yeah, in we, yeah, yeah, we were like four days on tour, and then our album came out. Right, it was through Lindsay Blake, and right, then right, we right. went uh, back home for a month and did a tour with Bela Maya. Oh, okay, you toured with them in Europe or do you? Uh, in the no, US. US. Oh, okay, so all your tours have been in, in the, the US, US primarily. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. We haven't toured. Europe yet. Yeah, so <laughs> we're trying to make it Which happen. Which is pretty weird because we're from Europe. Yeah, <laughs> well, so I, I guess I was kind of curious because I, I, you know, I, I guess as far as your sound goes, I mean, who are your guys' primary influences? Because you just you don't really like hear a whole lot of bands from that area of the world that kind of that sound like you guys. Yeah, well, uh, I listen to Animals as Leaders and Periphery. Yeah, I think I think uh, those two are the main influence yeah, when I we think, wrote the album. I think we all have Sumerian bands, so yeah. So it was kind of nice when we got signed yeah. to Sumerian. Yeah. It was like a dream country. Nice. We, we don't really uh, listen to like any European bands that much, or like black metal or death metal. Yeah. I was going to say, your, your sound is decidedly Western. It's not really, you don't really hear a whole lot of, don't hear a, don't hear, don't hear a whole lot of bands that sound like you guys. So That's cool, man. Yeah, that's it's really cool. So you guys are... Take me through the songwriting process. Is it more collaborative? Is there any like so, uh, point? Me and Riku, the singer, okay. we we wrote the uh, we wrote the whole album in three months, and we did long days. You did what? Long days. Yeah. So it was like uh, uh, like sometimes it was twelve hours a day. Wow. For two weeks and then one week break, something like that. 
but that's about it. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, uh, what are what are your future tour plans right now? We are trying to get a European tour. Like, yeah, later this year. Yeah. But we don't have anything confirmed yet. And and uh, <laughs> we are trying to write the second album. It's gonna take a while. We were supposed to write that on this tour, start writing it, but. It's not gonna happen. No, yeah. it's hard to you know ride on tour. Yeah, and I got my laptop laptop stolen two days ago. Yeah. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Uh, Someone broke into our van. Yeah. Oh, it's a laptop or no? They stole oh, our cash box, which oh, had like yeah. millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, hundreds of millions. Oh man, sorry you guys getting by. Are you able to? What? Are you guys getting by? Or are you? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll survive. Yeah, yeah. We'll we only alive. have like three days left on this tour. So we'll be fine. Back. Yeah, that's cool. What's been your What's been your favorite stop so far on the tour? Probably Wooster, where we played a show with Summer Slaughter. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, the Palladium. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The Blind and Witness guys were talking about that. It yeah. yeah. sounded like a lot of fun. And also, yeah, I think Tulsa, Oklahoma was good, and Emos. Austin and Evansville for some odd reason. <laughs> good. Evansville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> that works. That works. No, it's it's in Indiana. Oh, okay. <laughs> so pretty fun crowds. Yeah. Some some dates are good. Some dates not. Today's not a good day. <laughs> yeah, that much sounded good. I mean. I'm, I'm in the crowd. Oh, Travis kind of lame. Yeah, there. Just sitting there. Yeah, the springs oh, is a little tough for me. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I used to try to actually like promote bands and put on shows and stuff, and it was like pulling teeth. I was like, yeah, kind of tired of banging my head against the wall because mm-hmm. yeah. it's hard to get the hard to get them to come out. And yeah, it's the same thing. Everyone's just kind of coming to us. So it's not you guys. It's just they're you know. <laughs> like, what, what would you pay fifteen dollars to get in? To get in and yeah. do nothing. Yeah, well, part of well, part of it's the, the bouncers here are kind of. Oh yeah, really? yeah. They're, they don't put Maybe up. With that the, they don't put up with a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> was that uh, like suffocate was here back in like April and a huge fight broke out and so like ever since then like they've really kind of scrutinized you know what's going on in the pit and like you know, starting shit and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it personally. They're just I think they're more afraid of the big ball guys. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> cool. So, um, yeah, I guess we're done. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, else? I thought of a question. And I lost it. So, so, so we're done. <laughs> so we're done. <laughs> thanks, thanks for taking the time, guys, and uh, good luck on the rest of the tour, and good luck uh, getting back home and everything, and hope to see you come back through. Thank right. you. Sounds good. Thank you. Did you feel awkward? I felt a little awkward. <laughs> so you did good. You were a trooper. <laughs> I try, I try. But yeah, uh, again, awesome band. Uh, their latest album, Artifacts in Motion, was released. Uh, oh gosh, you know, almost a year ago, uh, last November, on uh, Sumerian Records. And now we're going to spin a track from that. This is Concealed by Circle of Contempt. <laughs> Let's <laughs> go. 
Concealed by Circle of Contempt. How many time signatures can we cram into one song? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll be honest, I hadn't actually listened to them until just recently. Uh, but uh, but I'm digging it. I you know if you've been keeping up on the MetalSpeak.com site, you um, you know that Jared and I are big fans of the Contortionist, and I kind of feel like these guys are in the same vein. So yeah, I really I'm really enjoying that album. So um, I I didn't check them out on this tour because we were at band camp uh, that <laughs> night. So I didn't show up until you know like after eight. And like we said, the tour the the show started at five. So I missed uh, a couple of these bands. But I was I was uh, at the venue by the time we met up with Tony Danza, Tab Dance Extravaganza, and uh, I'm really I'm really enjoying these guys. Uh, I think I mentioned in one of our first episodes that I've sort of fallen out of the loop of like all this like newer metal that's been coming out in the last three four years, and these are one of the, those bands I hadn't I hadn't even heard about them until we talked about them on one of the first episodes, and um, anyway I'm really enjoying I'm really enjoying these guys, so uh, yeah but we caught up with them with two of the guys and uh, here's what they had to say. All right, this is Jared and Daigle with MetalSpeak.com. We are here with. Two members of the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. So, go ahead and introduce yourselves if you could. I'm Jesse, I do vocals. Uh, I'm Philip, and I play bass. Not the mouthpiece you said earlier. Not the mouthpiece. <laughs> He's like, what I the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> That's cool. So, you guys, uh, this is your second time here in, in a few months? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, second time here. <laughs> How's the tour treating you so far? It's been a fun tour. It's been really hot really really hot and this is actually the first day that it's actually been really nice outside so yeah. woke up this morning and i was actually cold yeah i was like wow where the hell are we right now yeah it's too here yesterday it was like rainy and you know gloomy all day yesterday oh, that's not gonna weather <laughs> yeah this time of year it kind of cools down like late june up down through july it's like unbearably hot and it, oh yeah, yeah Dude, at least it's not you know humid the air yeah. is like yeah, yeah. thin and yeah it's not too bad i think that's been the best part about being here because you know since we've hit you know florida and georgia and texas and all those places it's just been retarded hot yeah like, just stupid hot you go outside and it's hotter outside than it is inside. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. And humidity's going to kill it, too, especially. Yeah. Our van's been making some weird smells because we've just been running the AC. Just oh, yeah. Unmercifully, dude. Yeah. Free All of a sudden. Yeah, it'd be like, what's the bag's probably saturated. Smell, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. 
But other than that, it's been a sick tour. It's been a really, really fun tour, considering yeah. all the other shit we're following, man. It's been pretty sick. Yeah, yeah this is a good sure. turnout for Tuesday night in Colorado Springs, too. Yeah. And I was really surprised. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's something sure. we're all kind of like really surprised about is that we seem to be the tour that's, like, mopping everything up yeah. from, like, all the big tours. And there's kids are coming out to, like... Ah. Okay, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, awesome. <laughs> you know, and they still get into it. So, you know, we're all of us are ever so grateful for that. For That's sure. amazing. Yeah. So you guys' new CD just dropped last month? Uh, it's been like two and a half, three weeks now, yeah. First part of July, mid-July? Yeah. 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 How's the response been so far? It's been good, man. It's 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 gone over way better than I thought it would, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah, like people know the words to the shit and... Even with Danza 2 stuff, they didn't really follow that that much. Like, this one kind of seems like it's uh, it's making some headway. Yeah. So, that's what's up, dude. That's cool. Yeah. I was going to ask, I mean, there, there's definitely a, a stylistic shift between this one For and sure. Danza 2. I yeah. Mean, Danza 2, there's... Like, you know, this one's a little more straightforward, I guess. Yeah. Is that kind of what you guys are going for? Or? Yeah, because, like, me personally, like, with Danza 2, I mean, it's chaotic as shit. Yeah. And, and it's a good album for that. All over the place, yeah. But even for me, dude, it was hard It was hard for me to follow that kind of shit. Like, all of the, I don't know, it would get into a part that I liked, and then it would immediately change. And I remember still when they gave me, like, the rough mixes, and they were like, here you go, write vocals to it. I was just like, are you fucking joking me? <laughs> so like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. And so with this one, you know, I'm just trying to always change, you know, styles and shit on each CD. Like, you know, we wanted to keep, like, a tech route, but right. still, like, make it the people could get into it more, yeah, you know? A more so, accessible. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was def- definitely a little more, that's the first thing I noticed is a little more straightforward <laughs> than the last one. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And a little more global thematically. It looks like, it sounds like you guys are taking on some... You know, broader social issues and, you know, try, yeah trying to be know. a little bit more serious on this one yeah. like the name still is retarded as shit but <laughs> it's just, sketchy man like seriously <laughs> like you know in a, in, a, in a day when like there's so many bands that are you know gruesome you know yeah. morbid shit yeah. you guys have a name that stands out you know and that's, that people remember you know? I know you said you didn't want to ask about the name but I'll just tell you that I think that's the main thing that we were going for it's just there's so many just serious people out there it's like dude loosen the fuck up and have fun yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like I mean yeah beat the shit out of people if you want to in shows but have fun doing it you yeah. know what I'm saying like right. don't take shit so seriously <laughs> I'm tired of saying the name though because I'm a smoker and it leaves me short of it's like <laughs> it's like Danza Danza yes yeah. Danza yeah. also a form of dance yeah. what I understand <laughs> so yes go have fun throw down Wear a smile on your face. <laughs> so what's uh, what's been the best stop so far? Uh, dude, Worcester. yeah, Worcester was nuts. Worcester was oh, fucking crazy. Is that the Palladium where you guys were there with Slaughter? Or? Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, that was that show. Was that, had been a hell, that had to have been a hell of a thing to see. It was it was this cool. The we go on and somebody just started chanting the name and all of us on the stage like are you serious yeah, and within the, the fr- yeah no just dance yeah, right. and they were so bad up. To to yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say like, wow that's uh. they were so hyped about it and even us like being there like two like two or so however many months ago with uh, Road to Metal Fest they were so hyped about it even like within the second song I popped a string 
Josh's head's messed up, and yeah. they were still going oh, ape shit. It wow. was like the most surreal thing I've ever. Yeah, it was nuts. Nice. It was insane. Those kids are crazy up there. Macau, Texas. Is that where that was? Mm-hmm. Macau. Yeah, that show was yeah, insane okay. too. Dude. Yeah, that was crazy as fuck too. I mean, there's been a lot of sick shows on this tour. I think there's been other nights it was kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, overall, man, it's been pretty damn fun. Cool. Worst part about it's been the heat. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I haven't done a summer tour in at least a year. And, like, <laughs> I forgot how bad it sucks, dude. Yeah, I I'm, think the, the one know, thing that's been helping out. helping keep all of our sanity is that we got, yeah, like, a... from Blind Witness or no? Nope. Uh, I think no. might have gone inside. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that's helped keep our sanity as far as just being on a tour with like a lot of really, really awesome bands. Yeah. That are, like every one of these bands, these guys are so cool. Yeah. Like, sir, like you know, everybody from the beginning, like this and the, the Apocalypse, uh, who went with us halfway, those guys are super cool. Blind Witness, or you yep. know, brothers from Canada, yeah. those guys are super cool. Certainly content, the whole package. Yeah. Everybody's just getting along great, and we all, you know, getting our little shenanigans, yeah. and it turns <laughs> into a traveling circus. We're pretty close with Arsenis, got all the girls in Oceano, so I mean, immediately from day one, we we're, you know, hanging out with them, and I was kind of wondering how a few other bands, like how they would, would be on this tour, and if we get along or not, but seriously, dude, everybody is fucking chill, dude. Everybody is so awesome. So it's cool to get that kind of cohesion and yeah. no drama, uh, and especially just with thing and so many bands on this tour. Dude. Yeah, like it's a big oh bill. My goodness, yeah. I'm glad to double check the time. Like I thought it was gonna start at like seven, you know. And I looked yeah. at it, I was like five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's one thing bill. that is really pissing me off. Is like a lot of people are coming to the show around. 6 30 7 o'clock and they're missing some fucking awesome bands dude yeah, like burning the masses circle of contempt blind witness like dude they kill it every night yeah. and it's it just it's whatever i mean i, I guess if people just want to show up and at a certain time that's cool but they're cheating themselves big time dude yeah i was still i was stoked on blind witness i had interviewed them earlier and they're i mean their cd oh, dude, dropped in march so it was so heavy, sick so, so good heavy, dude. yeah i was really excited yeah to, they were finally coming through here because like every time they came a lot of these guys even like Circle of Contempt you know they always kind of go through Denver we kind of get bypassed and it's yeah. hard to yeah. I'm not going to lie dude I miss Denver like the what is that place the something theater downtown the Marquee Theater yeah. yeah dude I miss playing there yeah. like we've gone there twice and then we've played here this is the second time now Nothing against this town or anything, but dude, they go nuts in Denver, man. Yeah. Like it's it seems a little bit more reserved here. And that's cool, teach his own, whatever. But I miss Denver, dude. Yeah. How far is that from here? Like an hour? Yeah, uh, yeah. Hour. Yeah. I miss it. I really do. I can make the tech center in forty minutes. But... Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think the bouncers here put up a lot of shit, so I think that's the kids, what I think the kids like. are kind of walking on eggshells. Like, that's really what it seems. Like. And it's yeah. it's uh, I was here like a, it was uh, April, late April. Uh, Suffocate was here with Carnifex, and like huge fight broke out. Like people, like one kid, like lost two of his teeth and just shit like that. It was Whoa. yeah, it was brutal. So I big think, military town here too. Aren't yeah, it? yeah. So you get a lot of the. That's cool, man. Thank you to all the military people, dude. Like I have a lot of respect for those guys so big shout out to them for sure
Well, I've been military brat since I was three, so nice. Yeah. What branch? I have a lot of respect for the military. What yeah. branch? Uh, my my dad was in the Air Force. He's like E eight enlisted now, and my granddad was eighty second Airborne Infantry, I think, in World War Two. Does that sound right? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then just other oh, okay. like cousins. You know, just got back from Iraq in the army, stuff like that. You know, and yeah. got a lot of friends over there right now. Had a lot of friends over there, even though, you know, no offense or anything. Like at this point, the war really doesn't seem to make any sense to me at all. But at the same time, I, I still have tons of respect for them because yeah, I still see it as like we're able to do this kind of stuff because of what they're doing. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. So I will say that for sure. Yeah, my uh, brother-in-law is a helio pilot in the Marine Corps, and then my sister's an MH-53 pilot in the Navy, so... Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like the military tie-in. Yep. Big supporter. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Thank you, Dad, for his service. We'll talk to hey, you. thank you. <laughs> thank your family, too, man. No problem. I mean that. Oh, we'll hear it. <laughs> I hope. No. So, appreciate it. Um, um, only other thing that I'm always curious about is, uh, you know, songwriting process. Uh, you mentioned, like, it sounds like the music kind of comes together first, and then you put lyrics to it. Yeah, on this one, uh, it was it was basically, like, we had a lot of stuff from former members that, like, we lost a lot of it, or we had things that we wanted to use, and, it, and we just, we fucked around for a long time, and really didn't do shit, and then we took a whole bunch of time off, and then it was pretty much to the point where it was me and Josh, and it was like... What do you want to do, man? Like, do you want to put on another record? Or just call it, you know, and walk away. And he was like, dude, I at least want to do one more. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's roll with it. And so he, uh, dude, he did all of the music, like every single bit of it. And, like, it was cool because, like, on, like, prior records, I didn't have too much of a say-so, whether that was just me not really caring or, like, just, like, a conflict between other band members, you know. But on this one, like, I was able to kind of be like, I really like this, I don't like this, can we, like, change this to this, move this to here, you know? And, dude, his writing style, period, is just really unique. Like, I haven't heard many other, you know, anybody who's got, like, 4-4 four, four tempos or, like, the off-time signatures are like, oh, that's Meshuggah. But his is still unique in that, you know what I mean? So... That, that was pretty much it and then I wrote lyrics over the top of it and then uh, we found Phil and uh, Mike came along and you know just pounded shit out for, on the road ever yeah. since yeah yeah so those uh, sounds like the lineup changes were a little disruptive there for because you, you guys have had a uh, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't really say disruptive I think it was just kind of like everything happens for a reason and then you make your own decisions from that. Like, you kind of choose how things go at that point. And I think it was more or less just it, it kind of slowed us down a little bit. I wouldn't say disruptive, though. I would just right. say it was, like, a huge learning experience, if anything, Yeah, for sure. I think me, both me and Mike, we, we came in with the understanding, you know, we're, like, both of us are, like, fans of Danza. Like to begin with, and we weren't coming in with like any egos or anything. It was always just really cool. Like, okay, whatever, whatever you guys need, you know, if if it's this or if it's this, or if you know if you guys need any help or with whatever, you know, we'll both, like both me and Mike were like, yeah, we'll be here. You know, so it just we were just kind of like if 
being accessible, like if we were needed. Right. And it's just kind of turned out to where it's kind of gone on like that. So we definitely don't think about ourselves in that respect. So we definitely are team effort I guess it's like you know we, we look at dance as like so much like an institution now yeah you know, it, 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 we really do it's like it, it's it's turning this institution like you know every time I I play bass you know somebody come up to me and they'll talk about Butler and like oh well, you do this blah blah I'm like you can't compare yeah. I, like there's there is no comparison it's like Butler is an amazing bass player and there's no way that I can compare that the only thing I can do is <coughs> live up into what hold or live up to and help uphold to what he helped create yeah and so we like and we all of us have that that attitude that kind of you know just keep it going keep it going keep it going attitude that's good so so yeah that's that's pretty much where we're at Good guys. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for coming here. Hey, hey thanks for taking the time. Yeah. No problem. Good luck with the rest of the tour. Good luck with your future endeavors, and we hope to see you guys soon again. Again soon. Nice meeting you. You too, guys. Thanks. Cool. Now we're gonna check out a track from Danza's latest. This is uh, "I Am Sammy Jankus." I I really like the memento reference myself. The CD is Danza Three: The Series of Unfortunate Events.
I'm really, really digging Danza. I think I already said that, but yeah, that you know, people uh, throw around the term unique a lot, but truly, truly, these guys, nobody's doing guitar stuff like Danza's guitar player. Awesome stuff. I love it. <laughs> so, so we're gonna move on to the next interview. Arsonist, get all the girls. We caught up with these guys pretty much right after they played. So you might notice they seem pretty uh, worn out. <laughs> But uh, they're still really cool guys, and um, here's what it sounds like. All right, this is Jared Dirks with MetalSpeak.com. I'm here with John Daigle and Arsonist Get All the Girls. How are you guys doing? Good. Fantastic. Good. <laughs> so we're just going to go around, quick intro, and who we got here with us. And... Uh, Jared, uh, vocals. Uh, Garen, drums. What's up? Sean, play keyboards. Right on. So you guys are out on the Over the Limit tour. How's the, uh, how's the tour going so far? It's been going awesome. Fucking awesome, actually. A lot better than we thought of it. Yeah, everyone yeah. was like, uh, eight band package, uh, and then, yeah, the turnout's been great. Because we've been following a lot of big tours, and so, yeah. like, we've been getting surprisingly good turnouts, you know? Yeah, I know. Tuesday I mean, there's, night in Colorado. Yeah, there's Summer Slaughter, there's Thrash and Burn, what else is going around? I mean, uh, a lot of shit. Lot of, yeah. A lot of summer tours are going around. Warp just got, is still going around, you know? Yeah. And then all the, all the bands on the store, everyone clicks really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone just hangs out all day. It's just one big hang. Yeah, they're all pricks. Which is, uh, <laughs> 60 people just hanging out. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, packing tons of bands. Right, just, just a convoy. You know? Yeah. To a caravan. You guys were in, what, Amarillo last night? Was that? Yeah. yeah that's a, that's Texas, what, a nine-hour jog? Uh, no, no, it was seven. like seven. About seven hours? Yeah. yeah. Woke up, got a hotel, chilled out all day, and we're going to go back to it tonight. You know? Look at that early check-in. Yeah. <laughs> Save money. Nice. Nice. What's uh, what's been the best stop so far on the tour? Oh, either the Palladium in uh, Worcester, Massachusetts, or I don't know, probably Corpus Christi. Corpus was Texas. Yeah, that was fucking insane. Yeah. This seems to be the consensus is the the Palladium where you guys intersected with Summer Slaughter. Was yeah, kind of that was it was like the high point. Fifteen hundred. I was. That was the show that went before the tour started. We were all so stoked yeah. about. Yeah. We couldn't wait <laughs> yeah, to get to like, fucking Worcester and just to hang out with all the dudes that you know are in the intersecting bands on the tour. It was just yeah, like, yeah. I get to hang out with dudes and you know get to watch them shred after you haven't seen them in a long time and yeah. just see bands I haven't seen before. It was awesome. Who are you most excited to see? Animals as leaders. Animals. Yeah, yeah. We 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 got really high. And just watched <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, they do a. The CD's awesome. I haven't seen them live yet, but the CD's oh, definitely just, same it's thing. A whole new just watching them do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. ridiculous. A lot of people have a problem with the instrumental thing, but he, there's something about oh, yeah. he like speaks through yeah, his guitar. A, it's just plot, like a yeah. Tosin, he's a shredder. Yeah. This guy uh, played with Reflux before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. DC band, so yeah. that's cool. See, so guys, uh, Portals came out a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just over a year. Response has been pretty good on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's been. Yeah, Fucking amazing. You know, like, We're really stoked on the new record. Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. When's that set to drop? Uh, summer 2011, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, okay. Somewhere around there. We've been uh, coming up with a lot of crazy ideas. We're going to go home from this tour and just fucking focus on the new record. Write a bunch of new material. Which shit. Experiment with a lot of shit. Yeah. Just go all out with this one. Change it up. And yeah. if we do all of that's cool. Yeah, you guys are definitely got a, a unique style. I you know, like when Game of Life came out, like it was kind of the first time I'd really heard of you, and it's like, wow, this is, you know, kind of the, you know, the keyboard arrangements and everything. It was kind of a, kind of a different sound at the time. So yeah, that's what we were going for. We didn't really, you know, we didn't have an agenda with our band. 
music to be music, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of bands that just do it for certain reasons. So that's just like, we'll just try not to sound like anyone. Yeah. We'll just do our own thing. And if anyone, if people don't like us, fuck it. <laughs> that's what we've always thought. It's been great. Yeah. So you guys, uh, I mean, how many of you guys, because you guys have had some lineup changes over the last, yeah. you know, uh, for six years now. Yeah. Yeah, it's been going on. It's been going, a lot of changes kind of been a reoccurring thing, but, uh, lineup changes or whatever the band is continually getting stronger I feel you know? and it's, it's going great I mean that's how it all went everyone just we just write music just because we love it there's no there's no plan B there's really no going like, <laughs> well yeah just yeah we all really, it's good to just be in a band where you know everyone is, is on the same page <laughs> yeah like yeah like we all are just balls deep and you, it's good to feel that when everyone else in the band is one of the cool things, um, this is the first time I saw you guys, but I really dug it. Uh, there was like uh, a sort of change. You, I think you jumped on the drums, Jared, and your uh, bass player was singing. And yeah. I don't even remember what else. All of a sudden, I was like, "Whoa, what the fuck just happened?" Here? But uh, that's, re- I think that's really cool. I mean, it's something kind of unique. I don't, I mean, you don't see that like with every single band, you know. It's like that guy plays guitar, that guy plays drums, and. So if you guys just switch it up like that, it you know it just adds something I think. Shows over there just for to play music. Yeah. And every week it switch it up and have a yeah, just for 
people would be like, oh, it's like they might suck fucking ass doing it. You know? But it's like, <laughs> no, that'd be, oh, dude, it came across like I was gonna ask you, Jared, do you play drums for other bands in the past? Oh, yeah, just fucking like, you know, hometown fucking uh, local, local scene band, like for like five years or something like that. Oh, cool. Just kind of whenever I get the chance now. <laughs> yeah, just hop on a kid. Fun. Little fun fact uh, how we got Jared into the band was, uh, me and Jared were in a band before and I played drums and he did vocals oh. and I picked up keyboards joined Arsonist singer quit fucking called up Jared boom, boom. Yeah, like, oh. and our bass player that we have now Greg uh, we used to I used to play my first band I was with him and I, I played bass at the time and he played guitar oh no shit band yeah, yeah so was, you this guys was talented <laughs> this was years ago dude how many years ago dude that was called Guilty Party. <laughs> <laughs> Shebang. <laughs> Shebang. Karen's had some old bands, too. Yeah, I was in a, um, like, my first band was just a punk band. I had a Liberty Spike hair, like, blue spiked up hair. Just play as fast as you possibly can, you know, just punk beats. That was, like, when I first started playing, because I just had to sat there on a desk all day, just, like, because yeah. I'm crazy, you know? Just like, all right, this is fun, and I finally got a kid. We all, you know, start from somewhere. Yeah. And, yeah. It's been it's been fun. Cool. So you guys had home start writing. Who, who are you guys recording with? Have you figured that out yet? Or is that Goran? We're same guy. Nice. We've done all of our records. He he knows our style. And cool. It's gonna. Uh, we want Jared to experience what it's like. Jared and Greg to experience what it's like to be in the recording locked process, in like locked in a yeah, recording right stove floor. with these fucking assholes. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's great because it's just. It's tedious, but you know that you're creating something. So it's like the final product. Your product, you're like, I fucking started this two weeks ago and made this. Like, what? It's just, it's a great feeling. We're stoked to be going back. Cool to be able to kind of step back and go, oh, look, I did that. Yeah. That's mine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. This <laughs> new record, we're all really stoked on because there's going to be six heads, you know, writing instead of just, you know, like portals. What four? Four people writing, and then hits from the bow and game was two people writing. So it's just, this new record is gonna explode. We hope. So, like stylistically, is there gonna be a little bit of a shift, or? Um, I think we're gonna try to go a little more Exper- experimental. Even, I mean, we are experimental, but more, um, maybe even more melodic, but but more experimental melodic. <laughs> I can't explain because like we we've only. We've only talked about a lot of things when we have like one song written, but it's like I'd say it's more just out there, you know. More it's gonna, it's gonna be we're gonna write, we're gonna write, you know. We always just see what you know. You're gonna think what you're. Gonna think. It's gonna be fucking awesome, yeah. <laughs> basically. Well, I like it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. So then you guys, so no more tour in between now and then, and just focus one more on the record. Yeah. One more, yeah, we got a headliner coming up. And, uh, we're going home and uh, taking a month off, and then we're going to come back out. When's the first day? That? Yeah. The first day of the headliner? Yeah, yeah. About 15. October 15th. October 15th with Ion Dissonance as direct support. Nice. <laughs> we got Structures opening up half the tour uh, within the ruins, uh, Destruction of a Rose. And then we also have another band. Uh, that's it. 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 That's it.
that'll be a good build. Within the iron distance is good, and within the ruins yeah. is really, yeah. they're really solid. Yeah. Structures, well, structures is a new upcoming band that's fucking yeah, really, really sick. Are they, are they signed or are they? Because I, I know they have an EP out. Mm-hmm. I got the EP, but I didn't know I if they. I couldn't tell you on an interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, <laughs> yeah. I think I read about them on like Metal Sucks or something. It was like you know bands that should be signed by Sumerian but aren't. I think they were on that list. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, cool. Hey, you got anything else, John? No, I think, uh, I think that's good for, for us. Yeah, thanks. thanks a lot, guys. John. John. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Well, thanks for taking the time, guys. Good luck yeah, with the new man, album. Thank and you so tour much. And everything, and uh, yeah. be safe on the rest of the road. Thank you. No, we don't. Come back anytime. Oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> we, we love Colorado. Yeah, Colorado. Yeah, it's a great chance. Well, well, thanks. Yeah. Oh, yes, more awkwardness. Uh... <laughs> Well, we're getting better, man. <laughs> like I said, just wait till next week. I did an interview by myself, and these are going to sound like totally professional compared to that. So don't worry, Jared. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get the hang of this eventually. But yeah, they're really cool guys. Um, like I said, listen to those guys. Listen to those guys for a long time. So it was cool to kind of hang out in the in the tour van and have that chat with them. So, uh, but uh, with that, we're going to uh, spin a track from the uh, Arsonist Get All the Girls' latest release, Portals, which is out on Century Media Records. Uh, this song pretty much encapsulates uh, their sense of humor and their musical style in total. Uh, this is Violent in Fluid Triceratops. <laughs> Yeah. 
Sweet. My and and I hope this doesn't come across like offensive, but if I if I summed up their stuff in one word, it'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's cool. I I dig it, but it's weird. Yeah. And just they're hard, they're hard to nail down. We were just having the discussion about you know what what genre would we uh, slot these guys into, and my answer is I honestly don't know. Well, I think I just ca- I just came up with it. Weird core. Weird core. <laughs> Nerd core. <laughs> yeah. I think that is a genre, actually. Nerd, Nerd core. core. Yeah. Because a lot of a lot of these bands use the eight bit stuff. Yeah. Um, now, see, I've heard chip rock. I've heard it. I've heard. I've heard it called chip rock. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe that's like more light, whereas nerdcore is more on like the metal side. Right. Who knows. Someone email us. Let us know. Yeah, <laughs> we should get back on track. But yeah, let us know what chip rock and nerdcore and all that. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, we're gonna move on here. Uh, I'm gonna talk about some awesome stuff from Power Gloves' latest release, Saturday Morning Apocalypse. Um, just gonna talk about a couple riffs actually, since uh, those interviews take up most of the show. But these are my favorite, and uh, and we're gonna start with X Men. And the thing about Power Glove is they're not just a cover band. You know, they really, uh, they really, really take something and and do their own spin on it. They add, they add enough of their own stuff. Where I feel like if you pulled out all of the, uh, I guess you'd say, you know, cover pieces of it, you still have a pretty sweet metal track. You know, just it's instrumentals, but uh, they're they're really and they're really you know talented musicians. I love these guys. Anyway, so what I wanted to do though is do some comparisons. So here's the original X Men theme, which is still pretty epic on its own, but... Here's what Power Gloves does with this, and I want to point out how the uh, the, the faster tempo, double bass, these palm muting chunks, it really just dramatically increases the intensity of something that's kind of already intense, but they just destroy it. then later in the song um and this is this really shows like i was saying their their prowess in songwriting they they throw this uh clean guitar variation of that of that same melody you know it's not in the original they just throw it in there they've got other you know solos and stuff going on in that uh just because that's you know that's their their style and it really shows that they're they're not just like a rinky dink cover band but anyway this clean guitar thing is just beautiful so good it's really well placed in there Ugh. anyway awesome stuff so i um yeah that's that's my second favorite track on this album <laughs> why are you laughing at me jared <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> like when that was playing like i just saw like wolverine with like a mustache and a sombrero like <laughs> <laughs> I, I hadn't thought about that but yeah that totally fits <laughs> 
That's coming up on their next episode. No? <laughs> 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 right, uh, um, yeah, that's my that's my second favorite. It's really really good. But my first, and this is actually my I think favorite cover or rendition of any song ever, uh, at least in the metal genre, is uh, the Batman theme that they do. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh man. So same thing. I'm gonna flip between the original and the and Power Glove's version. Um, this is from the 1989 Batman movie with Michael Keaton. This was uh, composed by Danny Elfman. You might not recognize the name, but I guarantee you recognize a lot of the stuff he's done. In fact, he he did three of the songs from uh, from Power Glove's album here. Um, but anyway, uh, this is what the original sounds like. And same thing, this is really uh, recognizable by, I think, just about anybody. What I want to point out is there's this sort of like sonic plateau that this builds up to, you know, where it just kind of gets more intense and then it just levels out. And it sounds really good with the um, strings that's going on in the original here. It's coming up right here. You know, with the symbol in there. Oh. Mm. And now what Power Glove does with that is exactly exactly what you would expect a metal version of that to be it just it sounds just out of control epic i actually think their keyboards here sound better than the original you know but yeah as this uh, plateau is coming up here right here behold oh my god right here. <laughs> oh, it's so good oh my god this is one of those things that i swear in the first minute of this song i get goosebumps like six or seven different times at every one of these sections it's just it gets so good so anyway in the original at this point um it kind of starts to bring in um the theme uh, uh you know that, that that's going on here it sounds like this And then, like I said, again, Power Glove does exactly what you would want to hear a metal version of that, you know, with, with palm mutes and, uh, it's so, it's so epic right here. Mm. That's so good. And then, uh, at this point, the original kind of goes through this little transition to bring in the main melody. Nothing very fancy, I guess. But what Power Glove does with it is they they kind of throw in a little uh, faster guitars, um, some double bass, and uh, it's pretty epic. So then here's where the main uh, melody comes in in the in the original, and this is what everybody recognizes this. Really good stuff, but what Power Glove is just absolutely destroys it. They got these, uh, you know, galloping guitars, matching kicks, 
this is just out of control at this point. And what really sounds cool is the, just the last couple seconds of the original there where there's some uh, drums kind of accenting it. They do the same thing. It sounds really, really good. It's, uh, oof. I'm just really like just overcome with goosebumps with it by this point. And then at this point, I just stop it real quick because this is, you know, this is like, uh, everybody does this in metal. When you want to just get something brutal, you just have this simple, like, kick, snare, just easy, simple. And I'm just so glad that they decided to do this in this track at this point, too, because it just, you know, I, I really loved when they brought in the melody with the galloping stuff, you know, really awesome. But then to do this also, mm, mm. I just want to go clob or something, you know? Oh. So good. I, uh, these guys, oops, these guys are coming to, uh, Colorado Springs in December. And, uh, man, I'm going to be going retarded that if they play that. I mean, they're going to play it. If they're not going to, if, I'm going to be really disappointed if they don't play it, but I'm just going to absolutely lose it. Ugh, it's so good. Anyway, so that was the uh, Rift <laughs> like Dissection the, like, segment. Reflexive, like invisible oranges. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had a camera in here. Get that on video. It was, it was like like you, like something switched on in your brain. <laughs> well, if you're, if you're in the Colorado Springs area, come to the Power Glove show and watch me get retarded when they play that. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. You should wear a costume. You should wear a Batman costume. I should, huh? Yeah. Well, you know what I should do is I should bring it, and then as soon as they start playing, I should go run in the bathroom and put it on, and then just run out with it. Behold, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I, you probably should just go in the costume. I don't think you'd want like your other clothes on the floor of that place, unless you oh, don't. Oh, that's want a to good point. Them. No, I, yeah, I'd have to bring something. I would, you know, just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna consider it. <laughs> I do have I do have a robe. I will pitch in for the rental. <laughs> I was gonna say I already have a robe that I got from uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter that could pass as a cloak maybe <laughs> or cape. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say if you say robe, they might kick you out for being a suspect. Yeah, no, like, no, this would be my <laughs> this would be my cape in this case. <laughs> I'll just I'll just put some like black duct tape over the Hogwarts emblem. There you go, the Gryffindor emblem. Anyway, yeah, so awesome stuff with Power Glove. I think we're. Hopefully going to talk about that CD maybe in, in a future episode and, and really hoping we can snag an interview with them when they come in December. So more Power Glove to come probably on Metal Speak in one form or another. But we're going to move on now to the discussion segment. And, uh, you know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is probably something I'm hoping something that we'll be able to keep coming back to in future episodes. But uh, the topic is alcohol and metal what what is alcohol's role in metal so you mentioned this to me earlier jared what what are we going to talk about with this well you know i think that it, it's an important discussion to have and I, and I think it just in just in light of the you know this being the over the limit tour it, obviously that you know that's that's an alcohol reference um you know something that's kind of throwing it back in the face of, of whoever uh you know the thing, the thing about it is that it seems like, you know, every it, it, at least to me, it seems like everyone who's involved in metal, um, 
you know, drinks either to excess or or whatever. And so I, I want to. I guess I want to be clear at the beginning of this discussion is that uh, this discussion is not an indictment. So I <laughs> I am not coming at this, even though I don't drink. I'm not coming at this as a non-drinker wanting to shit on people who do drink. Um, yeah. You know. Because, just for the sake of getting the you know getting a discussion going. Yeah, I just you know kind of want to open the dialogue and you know, but I it, it's curious uh, to watch this being a you know being a former drinker. You know, I, haven't, I haven't had a drink in two years, but that was you know that was one of my favorite things you know on the weekends to go to go to a show and get uh, and get just horribly blitzed. And I mean, you know, there was like one show where I did a bunch of Jaeger bombs with. Uh, hammer and ended up with like a three hundred dollar medical bill from the moshing where I thought oh, you did. like I thought I'd broken like my uh, radial my radius. Uh, I might remember that actually. Bit. Like a huge <sighs> bump coming out where all the edema was. It was just it was just terrible, you know. And then wow. I actually, and another show got so wasted that I fell backwards and like basically broke my elbow open and. Uh, and like I was, I was too drunk to care how hurt I was, and we actually all went right. to Denny's that night. And I think I was like, I think Kim was with us, and she was laughing because the was that that show? <laughs> yeah, when she came up and asked um, who wanted who wanted another tea, tea bag, bag or yeah, something, and we're like we couldn't stop <laughs> laughing. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I was just thinking about that too. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know you jacked yourself up at that show. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was sitting there at Denny's like I didn't even check it till like the next morning. And wow. like, when I started like bending my arm and blood started like spurting out. I was like, I should probably get this looked at. So is that why you stopped drinking? Just why you're more or less. <laughs> I just you know it was it was not. I was doing it too much, too often, and for the wrong reasons, and um, just had to put a stop to it. So yeah. you know, it, it, so I, it's it's definitely in the last two years since I was since I started going to shows. Like my first like sober show was uh, Origin when they were out here. Oh, cool. Like two years ago. So that was that was kind of weird. Like, am I going to get in this environment? Is this going to trigger me towards something? What's going on? And and I've I've noticed that I don't think that it detracts from my enjoyment, but I definitely am more withdrawn. I'm, I'm more on the outside of yeah. you know the experience. Or Have more of, more um, inhibitions or whatever, right? Yeah, and, and that's where um, I think that it was an interesting point, and I can't find it in the book. I will find it. Uh, this book, "Running with the Devil," "Running with the Devil" by Robert Walser, but you know, he talks about you know one of the central tenets of, of the metal culture is this lack of inhibition and this kind of you know power, running free and and whatever. Yeah. And um, I think to some extent, even though he was writing about '80s metal bands, that still holds true on a lot of levels. So, is it? You know where where does it fit? I guess my I guess my question would be like you know, I mean where where does it fit in with the culture? Can could metal survive if it had to as a culture? You know without alcohol, without yeah. weed, without any other you know kind of substance, or is that is it cyclical? You know, do people you know are people that in the metal are they are they necessarily more angry people, or so are they more maybe predispose this kind of stuff or is it kind of the other way around i don't know i you know yeah well i definitely think i mean definitely definitely could survive but it would be different if there was you know alcohol like is a it shapes it shapes a lot of stuff for a lot of bands music wise and you know attitude wise but but definitely could survive you know there's a lot of bands that i I wouldn't even i wouldn't consider us um you know uh straight edge or anything but uh, most of us don't drink before shows. Uh, none of us smoke weed except for one guy. I won't throw him under the bus, Tucker. I mean, anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, 
but yeah so you know i don't i don't drink before shows because i never have that's that that's what it is for me uh it's kind of a you know a habit type thing if i do on a rare occasion if i do have a beer or two before i play oh i'm like i'm worthless you know what i mean because i'm not used to it whereas our old singer you know it was the exact opposite he always drank before he played you know he i think i think it kind of started from maybe a uh, you know, like butterflies, you know, he had to get over the the nervousness of being on stage, you know, those first few shows we played, so we drink, and then he drank the next, you know, show, and the next show, and he got to the point where I, I remember there was one time he said, you know, I'm not going to drink this time, I'm just going to try it, and he was worthless, you know, he, he forgot, like, <laughs> you know, all the, you know, all of his lyrics, and, you know, so it's definitely a habit kind of thing, and, um, you know, for us, it's just kind of just been the, the choice, we just never did it, we, we jump around so much, I, um, I just wouldn't have the energy, you know, if, I'm, I'm sure if I did build up a habit and got to the point where I could uh, play just as well with a buzz as I, as I do sober, I just know I wouldn't have the same amount of energy, you know what I mean? So just for us, we, we never did it, but there's bands that we've played with that, uh, you know, I remember guitar players telling me specifically, uh, we try to make it a point to get as fucked up as possible before we go on stage every show, and I'm like, Phew. but you know, that was their thing, and if I guess as long as they're putting on a show and uh, and and not falling off the stage, you know, could be worse. Which I have seen that happen. Yeah, I guess you know. I guess my my I guess my where I get curious again, like you said. I mean, I, I guess from a from a musician standpoint, you bring up a good point about you know because it, it definitely slows your motor reflexes. But for some people, like like your old lead singer, you know, there, there have actually been studies that have shown that if like, if you study for a test while you've got a buzz, if you take the test while you have a buzz, you'll actually do better. It's, it's, it's like state specific learning. Yeah. So, you know, for him, he's associated exactly the singing with, you know, that, that sensation. So there, yeah, that's that, you know, that, that would explain why, you know, he's doing the way he's doing, but yeah, exactly. Um, I guess I always get curious about, you know, people's experience of the music, does it change, you know, after you've had a few beers? Do you like it more? Do you like it less? Is it more of a, you know, is it, is it more of a, like a bonding thing? I mean, I've heard alcohol described as like a social lubricant. Is it just yeah. like loosen people up to where, you know, oh, absolutely. Do, you know, does it, does it help mediate, you know, certain interactions, whether it's moshing or, you know, just chatting during the show or, or whatever. You know? I would, I would say absolutely because, and I and I've seen it firsthand where, you know, you see people like punching each other, getting to the point where they're clearly pissed off at each other, you know, and then you see him drinking at the bar, and then two seconds later, you know, it's like, dude, I love you, man. You're my best friend. You know, like, <laughs> I would never hurt you. Are my best friend, man. I fucking love you, man. You know, and so definitely the you know, social lubricant, you know, kind of sounds kinky, but no, for sure. Uh, and, and even for my personal experience, you know, if 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 we play kind of early and there's bands afterwards, you know, then I'll I'll have a beer or two and and uh, I don't really get in the pit much. But if I am drinking, I find myself like more interested and more like you know, screw it, I'm I'm down. I'm you know, especially depending on who's playing, I'm like, okay, this is on, you know. <laughs> yeah, because it's weird how it messes with your pain receptors. I I don't think I've ever moshed sober. I don't think I'd want to because it kind of hurts. I have, but but see, that's the thing with me. I'm more like. <laughs> More like pussy pitting, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as soon as people start throwing fists, I'm just like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. I like just running into people, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, I think with with this topic, though, I, I you know, 
and I'm not just doing this because I'm a Pantera fan, but I really don't think you can talk about alcohol and metal without mentioning Pantera. In fact, I remember reading in in some of Dimebag's columns, I think it was advice he was giving people. You know, they would write in and, you know, I'm starting a band and what advice can you give me? And he was saying, you know, uh, drink alcohol. You know, he was saying just cl- pl- uh, plain, plain spoken, like drink alcohol. And I remember the quote was, uh, booze is the healer and booze is the feeler. <laughs> and uh and at that point like i i don't think i was as into um drinking or anything but i remember thinking wow that's that's a pretty like bold statement to make i mean it, it there was there was no like gray area you know he was like you need to drink with your band and you know use that use that i think that's sort of a dangerous message because some people uh some people don't don't use it you know it, it uses them like fully they there's no they have no um they have no control, you know what I mean? I think it can be. I mean, in the case of you know many bands, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of songs and a lot of riffs that people would tell you oh, I was I was wasted when I came up with that, you know. And I'm and I'm I I believe there's a lot of stuff that just would not be written, um, you know, without that influence. It's just when you're in that state of mind, you're just doing different things than you would do if you were if you were sober. So. It's, like, it's also kind of weird to see how that how that catches up with him too, because like like Zach Wild, yeah. I mean his you know his band Black Label Society, it's obviously a reference to Jack Daniels, you know that's that's been a central kind of image of their of their whole thing, and he's recently had to cut back. He got a blood clot in his leg that was threatening to go into his heart, and he couldn't drink because he had to. It was going to uh, mess with the medication he was on. You know, he was having to take these stomach injections or something to to whatever. So that I look at that and I go, okay, so this guy's doing doing all this to excess, and that's that's how he's built his image. And all of a sudden, he can't do that anymore. And that just that makes me wonder, like, yeah. you know, now what happens? <laughs> yeah, well, like, like how would it affect his playing, which it didn't seem to much. Um, yeah, and that then that shows somebody that actually uses it, you know, as opposed to it being, uh, you know, as, as opposed to the alcohol being in charge. Right. You know what I mean? So it happens, you know, there's some people that are like responsible about it. It's just that it's difficult because like, you, you know, like we said, when you start drinking, then you're like, you know, you're, you don't care. You want to mosh, you're kind of enjoying it more. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I, I don't know, I'd rather always be like that. I don't want to not be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> it's easy to lose control of that. Yeah. Not everybody uh, can hold their liquor. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was one thing that really like struck me when I made the decision to like stop was like I I really had to think like can I still carry on with this you know with the metal culture that was a without big, it yeah that was a big thing for me and it's I've, I've noticed a difference in how I see shows I don't think I enjoy the, I don't think I enjoy the music less but I think there's you know I I think that I think the only thing that really detracts from my enjoyment is not the lack of the drunk sensation but at my core i'm a bit of a misanthrope like i don't really like other people so (laughs) you know when i'm when i'm in a concert i mean i have a lot of you know friends in the local scene and stuff like that that's cool but like i'm not the guy i'm not the guy that's just like gonna walk up to some random person and be like oh nice you know dying fetus shirt you know yeah. and strike up a conversation like i'm i'm the guy that sits in the corner and sweats and curses and stares everybody down and and whatever <laughs> um you know so that's 
as far as interacting with my environment and, and kind of like kind of getting over the kind of disgust and anxiety that that seems to overtake me when I'm in a room full of people uh that part of it's been a bit of a challenge <laughs> I'm not gonna lie um I'm not saying it's something I can't overcome I'm definitely not trying to make a case to oh honey let me drink again I'm not saying that I'm just you know no, I was gonna say you. Uh, I was gonna say congratulations because you obviously are still, <laughs> you know, you're st- you're still just as much of a fan. I could say as as day one, yeah. you know, yeah, if not more so. So yeah, I mean, it it, it definitely. I mean, it's it's weird though because like there's stuff that like when you guys play some of your old songs, and I remember like there have been times where I was like so wasted and like building like my own little wall of death with like five people, you know. And, like, <laughs> crashing into him just blitzed out of my mind and you know so there's still those kind of triggers there but yeah you know it, you know it's well you said it's and and i really I, i'm really kind of wanted to keep this discussion for like alcohol metal but um but i will mention like you know there used to be lots of uh lots of other substance in my past you know that uh well i shouldn't say lots of substance there was one substance in particular but um glue. elmer's glue <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, I made sort of a, a same decision where I got to the point where, like, this is just, you know, stupid. I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's been over 10 years. And, uh, you know, I I guess I kind of can relate. Sometimes I, I think back in, to some of those times, you know, I would be high or whatever. And, and things were kind of different. But, I you know, like, you made the decision. I made the decision to, like, not do it. And I, I never look back with, with regret. You know, it was the, what I needed to do at the time. And, you know, you can that was one of the first questions is like, can, can metal survive without, you know, this substance, this like mind alteration. And, uh, it's just, it's like everything else. It just comes down to choice. You know, if you, if you want to, you know, keep going without it, you can, you know what I mean? You can, it's just, it's always a choice. You know, if, if you choose not to like try, then you're not going to do it. You know, if you, so that also begs the question. We were, you know, we were talking about that Bill Hicks quote that showed up on that Tool CD. It was like, you know, where would some of this music come from if some of these people weren't yeah. baked out of their skulls? Like, I don't think, I don't think Cephalic Carnage could have done. Oh, exactly. Misled by certainty, sober with all of their faculties about them. They just yeah. never would have happened. <laughs> no, ever. exactly. You know, so like, and like, and like I said, I'm not. I can't fault anybody for. Yeah, you know, for sure. If they're able to, you know, do something, you know, and and do something positive with it and turn it into whatever, cool. You know, I'm not going to shit on anybody for, you know, the decisions they make with their own bodies. It's not what I'm, that's not why I wanted to have this discussion. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm like the last guy to get like self-righteous with anybody or, you know, tell them thou shalt or anything like that. But yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I just, it's something that it's, I'm, I'm always curious about, especially because I, I do kind of sit on the outside as an observer at a lot of these shows and I just kind of walk in watch some of these guys some of these guys i just look at them and i mean some sometimes i get a little kind of high on the hog like you know i'm watching these you know some guy just you know you walk past me and that beer reek coming off him and it's like (laughs) jesus buddy and then you know he's running everybody slobbering all over himself and it's like fuck did that used to be me like i just you know so that part of it i don't miss but um you know it's always kind of you know because i'm really kind of walking this by myself in a way like i don't really you know most of my friends when i go there are they've got a beer in hand yeah. and stuff like that and they're kind of hanging yeah, out it's, so it's it's definitely more common for people to you know drink uh in the in the metal world than not you know it's you're kind of a minority if you're not 
especially back band wise there's i can't tell you how many times we've you know met up with bands that are touring or if we've been on the road somewhere and you know it's always like you guys want to go get high or you guys want to you know and it's just it's it's almost like uncomfortable to be like we're not no. that band <laughs> Well, you even know, like Skeleton Witch was talking about Frost from 1349 going through like a bottle of Jaeger a day. And I'm yeah. like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. But, you know, I'm at the point now where like I'm I'm, I'm at least I'm grateful there are bands that do that because you do get that other kind of music and, and stuff that you wouldn't get otherwise. Like you said, Misled by Certainty wouldn't, wouldn't have existed the way it does without weed so i'm grateful that they're <laughs> they're taking one for the team i guess they all got their green cards yeah not, not like it's a, you know not like it's a burden or anything i'm sure on their you know i'm sure they're they're happy to yeah. do it but i'm grateful that you know it's a sacrifice that. i'm willing yeah. to make <laughs> right. yeah yeah it's just you know it's it's just a it's a taste i guess thing you know everybody's it's just nice like i said when 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 at least a band is kind of in control of it. Cause there are bands that I've seen where, uh, you know, they, they totally use it as a crutch. Like the band I mentioned that earlier, uh, you know, they said, well, you know, we just make it a point to get as absolutely destroyed as possible. Um, I still got the impression that they were, you know, they were coherent, coherent enough, but I've have seen bands where you can tell they just, they just want to get destroyed out of their minds and then it the show really suffers you know what i mean they're tripping over shit and knocking shit over and that's when it's like you know that's over the limit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so so well, i think we've probably explored this topic to about the extent that you know we're able since we didn't really have any notes prepared but um for those of you that are listening we're probably going to end up uh setting up like a discussion thread for this on the website so Feel free to leave us your feedback uh, anonymously or leave us your name, and uh, we'll probably end up discussing this on a future episode, if not the next episode. Because um, we, we definitely want to hear from you as a fan or as a musician, uh, you know, where you, where you kind of think you, you, know, you sit on that continuum, you know, and what, uh, what your thoughts are around the subject, because we really want to hear from you guys. Yeah. So. Yeah, please. And we're not please. judging. We're just discussing, so. Yeah, it's a good topic. We're all friends here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, I think that takes care of the episode for today. Um, next episode, which will probably be two, three weeks, um, we're going to suffer through my interview with Accessum <laughs> from Grand Junction, Colorado. Killer dudes, killer band. They're yeah. like the only death metal band from in, in Grand Junction, so it's really cool to see that they're, you know, not giving up. They're, and they're writing really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, I saw them um, play at the Gutfest, and they yeah. were just blown away. Yeah, they are. In fact, uh, that show at the Gutfest, their uh, bass player, he's now playing guitar, so they have two guitars. Oh, wow. I was, and that's a whole other topic we might be getting, but I always feel like two guitars really make make for live metal. But anyway, um, yeah, so they're just out of control. Um, anyway, I did uh, I did man up and try to do the interview, so we'll enjoy that <laughs> next week. Next, next time. Uh, we also want to mention our, our buddies in Oregon, Alloy Productions. They've got actually, th- I think, f- three or four podcasts. They may be doing doing more. They're just podcast crazy. But they do the, the Alloy podcast. Uh, you should check it out. It's alloyproductions.org. The, the last episode they had an interview with Guy from Red Cord. The one before that was a couple dudes from Cephalic. Mm. And um, they do a really good job. 
and uh, you know we're new at this, and they've been really really helpful you know, with suggestions and stuff. So we really appreciate appreciate that. Um, and then what the fuck is with the shirts, you guys? Just uh, <laughs> at this point, just email us. Actually, we if if you know if uh, if you know the name of the comedian that had the little bit at the beginning of the show, um, email us who that is, and you get a free shirt. Who doesn't want a free shirt? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> email us metalspeak at metalspeak dot com. Just uh, put it, you know put in the subject line uh, shirt, and then give us the answer in the body. And uh, if you're selected, we'll get your contact info and send the shirt out to you. Yeah. So again, yeah, who who's the comedian that? contributed for the uh, intro of this episode sweet all right well we're gonna wrap up the show here uh the we're gonna do this with baby one more notch uh, by blind witness which was one of the songs that i was talking about in the middle of the interview which is just the best one of the best i oh, it's so good just don't break anything in my in my and i was about to say in my room but i have to theater of the mind here don't break anything in the studio jared anyway I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs>